I'm Preeti Chibber. And I'm Jen Northington. And this is Tarvalin or Bust, a Wheel of Time podcast. Should Luce Theron fall silent and all the memories of the chest somehow be wiped from his head, he would still have the bond to remind him. Never trust eyes to die. <laughs> oh, it's dark. We're getting bleak. <laughs> I mean, we are fully arrived at bleak. I think at this point, there's no getting. We're there. Fair, fair point. Fair point. <laughs> so we are rereading the Wheel of Time books in honor of the TV show adaptations release. We're talking about our favorite and not so favorite moments and digging into all things Wheel of Time. And today we are starting. No, we're not starting. We're continuing A Crown of Swords. <laughs> That's, I did not update the agenda. Uh, with chapters three to nine. And before we get into that, I want to tell everybody about the thing we're doing in April. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> You're like, what? I forgot. I just literally thought of this right now. <laughs> we are going to be at JordanCon. Yeah. It's going to be fun. They are still updating the website and stuff. I don't know if we're on there yet, but we will be there. And it's in April, April 21st through 23rd in Atlanta, Georgia. Conveniently enough. <laughs> <laughs> for you. It's not that far for me, actually, which is nice. So uh yeah, we're gonna say, I've never I've never been to a single oh wait, that's not true. I was just that's about to true. say I was just about to say I've never been to a single fandom con, but we went untrue. to Teen Wolf Con together. We did go to Teen Wolf Con together. Now we'll go to both of our second <laughs> single fandom con there together. You go. <laughs> There we go. So mark your calendars. Stay tuned for hijinks around that. Okay, now let's talk about <laughs> chapters three through nine. Um, oh. Okay, now I do want to a little bit get out of the way. Okay. These parent chapters were not, not good. And <laughs> there's a lot I don't understand. And I don't want to keep repeating that. So mm. I am saying it at the top. Mm -hmm. But I am probably going to point to a lot of things and be like, I don't understand this. Right, right. There were a couple of things that I was like, oh, so we haven't found out that yet, yet, I guess. But I guess I'm now I'm curious. I didn't highlight that much stuff. And I'm honestly, I'm like, well, like two things happen in these 120 pages. Um, but we'll see how we go. I think there's more. There's a lot. Okay. Two plotty things happen. Yes. Yes. Lots of character stuff happens on the back end of that 120 yes. pages. Yes. Not so much on the <laughs> No, the first six, um, the literally those six chapters are Perrin. <laughs> like, okay, so chapter three. We are with Perrin and they're coming back from Dumai's Wells. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of description so of much. like just like the banners land, and horses. Banners. Yeah. Feet, like all this stuff. And Perrin is just thinking about everything, mm -hmm. like the Ashaman, how, hey, did you know that Perrin never <laughs> wanted to be a lord? I know, it's so- Did you know that? I that will say. Okay, oh wait, two things, okay, before we get too deep, there's the, he does the weird POV shift again. It goes from third person omniscient to yes, third person yes. subjective. He does do that again. I was like, You're what right. the hell? That and, uh, the first two paragraphs. Yeah. Ugh. 
And then, and then, and then, yes, Perrin doesn't want to be a lord. I will say that uh-huh. this line that Perrin has thinking about Elaine, where he says, surely she would be grateful enough to let flying a flag pass when it did not really mean anything. I was like, LOL, that's 100% not how Elaine is going to feel about you declaring Manetherin reborn. Like, sorry, bro. <laughs> Have you met Elaine? <laughs> it's hysterical. <laughs> So that made me oh, laugh. But yeah, otherwise, you're right. Funny. It's like a lot of rehashing of things we already know. And then we get one of these weird backwards time jumps again. Right. Which I don't understand why he, he's that. I don't understand why he's doing. He happened. He does this with Perrin. I feel like specifically mm. pretty frequent, not frequently because we're seven books in and I can think of like two other times. But the ones that recently I of, it has become frequent. Right. Yes. OK. So, yeah, we get this like. There's a lot of like Perrin in the same way that Rand is sad about the time they have to live in and like whatever. So then he's thinking back to just presumably moments before. (laughs) But it's It's almost like Robert Jordan was like, no, first I want to start with aesthetic. And I can't (laughs) start with aesthetic if I put this at the beginning. So that has to happen later. But I need this to happen. So (laughs) flashback. He wanted that third person omniscient POV so bad. Yeah, he really did. Um, yeah, so it's re- they're waiting for one of the Ashaman to Shiva to open the gateway. And Rand is doing that thing where he asks Perrin an uncomfortable question. Right. <laughs> right? He's like, Do you think all my enemies have been asleep while I was away? <laughs> and nope. <laughs> Like, no one thinks that. Nope. And then we get a rehash of, like, how weird Deshiva's vibes are. Like, he's, like, insolent, but absent-minded, but awkward, but everybody's arrogant. You're like, okay, we get it. He's not, he's not a chill dude. It's just, it's hard because I know that we're, some of this rehashing has to happen because this book came out a year, presumably a year after the last one. Yeah. And that's what you have to do in books. But some of it has already been rehashed. No, I know. In this book. In this book. Like three chapters ago. (laughs) I don't need it again. Already. Oh, man. I should have used this line. (laughs) There were enemies everywhere. He told them. Always remember that. There are enemies everywhere and you never know who. Big theme in Rand's Rand's, uh, head today. Well, I mean, can you blame him? I cannot. I don't blame my baby boy Rand. Our disaster child. So right, right. Now, there should be there should be a podcast <laughs> called Everybody Hates Perrin. <laughs> I will say that Robert Jordan has completely ruined Perrin for me, which is I'm saying so something. Sorry. I'm so <laughs> sorry. Really upsetting. <laughs> so right. So he has this brief flashback, and then we come back to the present. There's more description of like the Aes Sedai and the Warders yeah. and the Gaishane and the Ail and the Mainers and the Sanad and the other thing. And then finally. We like get Rand oh. telling uh Perrin and Men and Loyal that he trusts them. Oh, but I do love this this paragraph though yeah. a lot. Of like the one like I know that we've seen it a lot, but this is our real like after Dumaiswell, after this thing, Perrin getting his first real chance at like watching Rand that's not in the like just post, but yeah. like Finally, they've like slowed down a little bit in mm-hmm. terms of 
the battle and the action and the immediate repercussions of it. And so we're getting parents' perspective of how Rand has changed before yeah. we're getting in Rand's head of mm. how he's changed, which I think is interesting. Oh, we had a Rand POV chapter. Yeah, but I mean, like in this. Space, oh, I see. I see. He's had like a minute right, right. of removal. Yes, yes. Okay. In quotes. Gotcha. Yeah, and and Perrin is like smelling that Rand has jumbled emotions enough for two men. Hint, hint. Um, There's a lot of that. We, I mean, again, more rehashing um, and thinking about like how much he needs Rand to stay sane, which we have seen before and we'll see again. Yep. Like a real feeling, but like again, repetition is really happening a lot. Uh, and then a wise one who we discover like the wise ones stationed oh, right. messengers out into all of the different places they thought Rand might come back to Carrion because that's where they're, they're just outside of Carrion. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of these wise women that was sent out to be a scout comes back and uh, or meets them. They, she runs out to meet them to fill them in on what has been going on. Very convenient. that. <laughs> Very conveniently. Other things not so convenient, but this. (laughs) (laughs) This youngish, long-nosed woman with a mass of incredibly red hair. Right. We find out her name at some point. Faragin. Oh, right. right, right, right. I don't know how to say it. Um, Yeah, so they start the Cerulea starts interrogating her, and we find out that a lot of the Aiel are think that Rand has abandoned them some are going to the Shido some have the bleakness it's like it's this one of the things you days. don't understand it's been 12 days right yeah it's not I get that there's rumor and I get whatever but 12 days for someone that you've supposedly like is the like coming of whomever like the he who comes with the dawn right and you're like please sorry 12 right. days right after you've given up so much and like busted so much you know received wisdom and cultural like societal and ingrained practice to follow him and then he's gone for yeah like 13 days two weeks and you're like well I guess it's over now so it's fair I mean I don't know I guess I understood this all to be like this is how precarious his position felt which is feels true like especially with some of the other political shenanigans that go on I'm like yep that's exactly what would happen like there's a power vacuum and so this is what's gonna occur but it does feel like the aisle should be removed from that at least one step yeah like the aisle in particular I think is where I was a little bit like really yeah because it's not just Rand who's gone it's clearly Rourke is gone. They took a large, like, mm. number of Isle with them to help them get Rand back. Like, the Isle, sh- that didn't signal anything to anybody. <laughs> like, well, uh, nobody could tell the truth, but like, even so, yeah. I don't know. I thought it was absurd. Yeah. <laughs> like, just a little, like, okay. Yeah. So, so and then there's rumors specifically about Rand and the Aes Sedai, like, oh, he went with them willingly. He's going to bend the knee or no, he didn't go with them willingly, which is like even worse. Or is it betrayal? Is it not the betrayal? Like there's all of this different stuff going on. Um, and, and then parents like, but once everybody sees Rand, that's going to stop. Right. And Rand's like, parent, my my sweet summer. Time. <laughs> <laughs> alas alas <laughs> let's hear what's 
hasn't been said yet. <laughs> right, right. So, you know, everybody is going to say like, well, you're coming back with Aes Sedai, which means that they're in control of you. And then once people find out what really happened, like it's going to be even worse. Um, and, and also this like power vacuum thing. I will say mm-hmm. I very much appreciated. We finally got someone who acknowledged this line it's parent but he's like too many people still schemed for yes. advantage as if they had never heard of the prophecies <laughs> of the dragon or the last battle thank I had, you i had that highlighted too <laughs> i was like yeah for real like what is wrong with everyone oh <laughs> uh, but yeah so so rand is like well listen like oh no this comes later okay so rand is still getting all of the information we're setting aside this problem of the aisle for a moment um bera and karuna have come out of the wagons with alana and everybody's like you're not supposed to be here and they're being you know spidey at each other um and then rand is like oh so colavera is queen now right and you know this gets confirmed yep and baron has this like intense anxiety moment about Fail because weirdly this all this was so weird Bane and Chiad like right were it's like weird he's like oh well Bane and Chiad would keep them her safe maybe but like we find out later that like they left her alone which is even weirder and we never get an explanation for that it's very very strange strange. but anyway that was convenience yeah he's he's banking on that she's still got friends there Um, yeah and like we're we're getting all this information and parents perspective on all this information which i don't i don't know i don't totally understand the choice to make parent be the pov that we're Mm. doing this through except that robert jordan wanted to hold rand's pov for what happens later yeah but that doesn't seem like a good enough reason <laughs> to pick parent it could have been anybody it's true like it parents just genuinely could have been anybody so much of stuff that we already know other know. than the file thing yeah. but that could have been in one chapter oh yeah no it didn't need all of this and we get repetitions of that over and over and over oh, again in the continued so yeah, and so Rand is like asking more questions. Oh, right, and Karuna, the Aes Sedai, who's one of the ones who's like, you know, mm-hmm. under control but not imprisoned, is like trying to like give him advice. And Rand is ignoring her. He's asking questions like, "What about Barrelane?" And the parents like, "Why is he asking about Barrelane? Why is he asking about Pyle? <laughs> Shut up, Perrin!" You're like, "Oh my God, stop!" <laughs> so we get the download on Colavere. Which is like lying through her teeth about everything. Surprise, surprise. Whoa, gasp. We could have foreseen them. Let's see what else we find out. We find out there are more bubbles of evil. I did. I will admit, I forgot about the bubbles of evil. I did too. I did too. They slipped my mind. So that was a good reminder (laughs) because I assume they're going to matter again in this book. One would, I I would hope so. Uh, and then we find out that the I think the Terrans or the Carrions who rebelled against Rand like are now camped outside the city, saying that Colavera is a usurper but not doing anything about it. Yeah. Oh yeah, there... it's Terrans and Carrion. Yeah. Who the who were the ones who like betrayed Rand and now they're like back camped outside the city. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. And Perrin is like, oh, great. Like, all of the uh, enemies are gathering. Like, now all we need are the Forsaken and Savannah with the Shido. And I was like, Perrin, shut your mouth. Like, don't. I know, right? 
Parents <laughs> like, let me just say everything about everything. And you're like, please stop. Please stop. Um, and then they we try to get some numbers, mm-hmm. which again, the numbers I like can't really conceive no. of. But yeah. it's like there are few more than ten thousand in the Tarian or Carrion, whichever that the the you, rebel yeah. camp. Yeah. yeah. Um and then she says, you know, it does not help that there are Aes Sedai in the city who can know what they, and then Rand, mm-hmm. of course, is like, did you say Aes Sedai? <laughs> oh, and gets God. real mad real fast. <laughs> yeah. So there's like a bunch of them, a 10 or more, which is the worst number that not could great. be said, staying in one house together. Very and weird. then we get this whole like, oh, but Cerulea, you didn't ask me about that, like back and forth, which is so unnecessary. Like, move on. Um, and then Perrin gets to ask about Fail and uh, gets that the she thinks she's well. Like, and then some it's more a, Isle Wise One stuff, which like right, okay. Right. And so Rand is like, all right, all right, to show that I'm in charge of the Aes Sedai, like Wise Ones, like take them away. People will see that you are in charge of them, and since I'm in charge of you, that means I'm in charge of them too. Well, Karuna and, first tries to like, oh yeah, right like guide him but it's yeah. another one of those points where you see an Aes Sedai just like ignore like, like cannot read the room right read the room <laughs> and she's just like you don't know anything and Alana is there and sort of like making noises but mm. she doesn't really say anything um and then Karuna tries again it's like you must let us guide you like you might like basically being like you're gonna fuck everything up because you're an idiot <laughs> And Rand, who has just spent 12 days yeah. tortured and bullied and, like, horrifically mistreated by Aes Sedai, does not respond well to this. Again, <laughs> shocking. <laughs> and that's when he does the, like, all right, right. the wise ones are going to handle this because mm-hmm. I said so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the end. <laughs> and like yeah. parents like smelling people again and like speculating about smells i can't care um, i do love that like every time robert jordan can't let parents smell someone he's like there is too much perfume <laughs> that's true like he created a problem for himself and then he did like, <laughs> it's pretty funny <laughs> um. Yeah, it's and then like nothing happens. It's just all this talking. Yeah, like, it's a lot of talking. And then we get then we get this conversation between Perrin and Gaul and Loyal that is so strange. And and Gaul is the one who lets slip that Bane and Chiad are with them mm-hmm. now. They've left Phyla alone, and like Perrin freaks out about that. Mm-hmm. And then they have this like whole conversation about like whether or not she can take care of herself, blah, blah, blah. And then Loyal is like saying things about Aerith, who he's like been running away from, but also kind of wants to marry. And it's like all, I think it's supposed to be like this, like warm, like kind of humorous break. But I was just like, this is, this is, this is, this goes nowhere. It doesn't do anything. I don't know. I don't know. It's silly. And then the chapter ends. And then the chapter ends. <laughs> like, with him being like, Phil was his world. Okay. Okay. Like, okay. Well. <laughs> okay. I just, I can't care about it when I find them so awful when they're together. They are. He, it's the <sighs> worst relationship in this series, which is saying something. Right? <laughs> the bar uh... is so low. <sighs> <laughs> 
anyway, <laughs> chapter four. <laughs> chapter four. Walking to carry it. Like, why right. do we have paragraphs have to, like, and paragraphs of them like it's like walking going into the city? Why? Why? I don't care. <laughs> it doesn't it, it, nothing. There's no character work. Literally, there's no I underline in everything. There's nothing underlined <laughs> in my book. Like for like it's it's unfathomable to me. So like yeah, it opens and they're walking and Perrin is thinking about two rivers and he's thinking about file and he's thinking about the Aes Sedai and the maidens and like oh my god and then there are some farms and then there are some people and like then there, and it's just like you oh, have okay. like loyal again yes. talking about Aerith and like the hot weather did you mm-hmm. know it's hot it's mm-hmm. hotter than ever like uh, I do really love so they finally get to a point where like they're close enough to the city. They've separated a little bit from the big, from all the people mm-hmm. so that this, who, if there are lookouts at the city, they won't see like a whole army or like a huge group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rand is like, okay, I'm going to go in. And then he tries to tell Min to stay behind and Min's like, absolutely not. And <laughs> Lo- I did love this moment where Loyal's like, I'm also coming you always do shit when I'm not around <laughs> and that sucks because I'm writing a book <laughs> which made me laugh really hard it was good I was like we deserve a loyal POV we do I was thinking when you were saying it could have been anybody else like what if we had had the last like right? section be a loyal POV that would have been much more interesting so much nicer to be in Loyal's head. <laughs> do we ever get, is there like a I single Loyal POV? Do. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think, think so either, which is bullshit. That is bullshit. Justice for Loyal. Justice um, for Loyal. Um, all right. So, yeah. and then Dashiva and Rand have like an argument about Rand going in. He's like, you know, all it takes is one person, you know, send an Ashaman in, like we'll make a gateway. And he's Rand is like, no, I'm not going to wait. Like, we're going in. We're going um, in. I'm going to do it my way. Then we have this little bit where, like, I think this section for Perrin gives us most the most explicit perspective on how fucking toxic yeah. this relationship with Phyla is. Because <laughs> as much as Perrin thinks shit about Rand and whether Rand is losing it and mm-hmm. he hopes Rand stays sane, the way Rand is like, nothing matters, or Perrin's like, nothing matters except Phyla. Yeah. He'll do anything, but all he can think about is file. He'll right. do whatever he needs to. You're like, um, bro. Right. Right. Not healthy, man. No. No. Context. I mean, and he literally was just thinking about how like other people need to have some perspective. <laughs> and you're like, sir, a it's little unreal. bit of that for yourself. Well, it's just so repetitive the way that Jordan writes it. it it's yeah. overdone to the yep. extreme. Like it just literally, doesn't, it doesn't work. It doesn't on work. On like 128, Perrin no longer really cared because mm-hmm. he's thinking about fail. All he could think of was fail. Two paragraphs later, nothing mattered more than file. Mm-hmm. Nothing, whether or not Rand saw it. So, like, yawn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At the top, I was like, I'm not going to spend the whole time complaining about parent and file. <laughs> yes, you are. Just That's fine. Kidding. All right. So, they, yes, yeah, so they have this small party that's going in. Um, they get to the four gate, which we have seen before mm-hmm. and it got burned by the shido 
And now it's full of refugees that Colavir has like ejected, which just gives us confirmation that she is also the worst. Uh, So like not things are not great, Uh, but they don't have any trouble going into the city because there's this thing uh mm-hmm. that's a tradition where when somebody gets crowned the ruler of the city there's free access for the coronation festival yep so literally cool. anyone can can come in and no one can stop them right and what's amazing Convenient. is that, is that <clears throat> despite parent keeps being like even if they don't recognize Rand, there's some people can tell there's something weird going on because it's Mm-hmm. a guy surrounded by maidens and i'm mm-hmm. like you don't think people know right. <laughs> who the dragon reborn is <laughs> but like it's like jordan had to give some doubt so that the no one could like rush ahead and tell mm-hmm. because that's what would happen right because it, it is a hundred percent what would happen they had to i mean you can't imagine that colivare doesn't have like people like I mean I think know, she well, made maybe, a lot of yeah, assumptions yeah, yeah. she did make a lot of assumptions lot but of even hubris. so it's carrying like they're always playing the great they're game. The game like if I'm supposed to believe they're all always playing the game this is ridiculous none of these nobles have any spies who are there to make sure what's going on who would pay good money for this yeah. information right come on now ridiculous ridiculous um and then we get a lot more description. Again. A lot more description. And this was also really frustrating because this is a point that I would have wanted to see from Rand's mm. POV. Mm. Like I would have much preferred this from the Rand POV of like coming back to Kerhian, dealing, like having to have his Ashaman deal yeah. with these soldiers. Mm-hmm. The, the glimpse of what the Ashaman are doing within this context for the first time. Yeah. And how, and we'll get that in Camelot. Right. So like fine, maybe he didn't want to be repetitive, but it just means that this is like boring. <laughs> it shouldn't be. It and shouldn't it shouldn't be. It's a be. big moment. It's a, big, it's a moment. big moment, right? But it's swamped by this like very leaden perspective that Jordan yeah. was writing for Perrin. So mm-hmm. yeah, so like there's this legit moment where they go up to the palace and like there are guards because of course there are and yeah all of these maidens and like and one of the maidens veils herself which definitely yeah. was not supposed to be part of the nope. plan i'm sure <laughs> and so everybody like draws except for that the ashaman wrapped them all up in flows of air and we get it it is like anticlimactic because it is from Perrin's perspective it's literally um, the most interesting part is like the bottom of 132 and the top of 133 but because it's Perrin, you're like, mm-hmm. the Ashaman had spread out behind, taking up most of the width of the ramp. They must be using the power. Right. Instead of the activeness of mm-hmm. Rand being like, he could feel them using the power mm-hmm. and he hates the way that they have to like use it on these men who are mm-hmm. just like doing their jobs, essentially, yep. right? Yep. Like, it was like really like, like to your point, it should have been this like really tense yeah. moment. Usually he's good at writing those moments. So good. And there's going to be a beat later where I'm like, you're losing the tension. Mm -hmm. But I can't remember what it was, but I remember writing that down. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So yeah, so they go in, they like take out all the guards with the Ashaman, take out all the guards. There are no soldiers. There are just a lot of servants. And we know already because of the game of houses that the servants are not going to do anything, which, okay, fine. Then... This was a weird moment too. Yeah. We got this cluster of the like, um 
the appropriators. Yeah, the appro- I was just gonna say I was like the I'll wannabes. Like I don't know what to call them. The like appropriators. <laughs> All right, the appropriators. So we get this cluster of you know the young men and women who are like trying to you know live by G ito, but mangling it horribly because they're just taking the parts that they like. Hence yep. the appropriators. <laughs> uh, but also they are like, oh shit, like that. We know that that's the dragon reborn because most of them are nobly born. Yeah. And have been around in court and uh, they're all like, oh, shit, like we didn't expect you to come back. (laughs) And Rand's like, yeah, I assume no one thought I was coming back. (laughs) But then he's I do like this is where I'm like, Rand is still like our baby boy. Yes. Yes. Right. Because he's like, none of you have any reason to be afraid of me. None at all. If you Mm -hmm. believe anything, believe that. Mm hmm. And she, he looks at Saland, who is like the leader. Is there a reason? We're supposed to know who she is. I forgot. I meant to look her up in the app. I, my suspicion is, and we'll see if I'm right, is that she is one of the young women who Colaver was like throwing. Oh, right. I, I could right. be wrong, no, but no, I no. think that's I think right. You're right. I think you're right. Um, I think that is absolutely correct. And she like, after that experience, like, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it doesn't say that in the app, but I think oh. I'm right. I'm pretty I think sure you are I'm right. Because right. otherwise, it doesn't make any sense. Um. So then he's like, "Where is the? Where's Colaver?" And it's the ninth sunset after her coronation, meaning she basically waited like two and a half yeah. days. Yeah, like forty-eight hours, <laughs> right? Like very, very quickly. Yeah. Um, and then we have this line from Salans like, well, re- we're ready to dance the this blades for you. And all the maidens are like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, it's so <sighs> embarrassing. Yeah. Um, and then Perrin can't help it. He's like, where is my wife? Where is file? And yeah. then we find the bomb drop of like, although it's like, this was also weird to me. Yeah, it didn't land really. Right? It's like, oh, she's one of the ladies' attendants. Mm-hmm. Like. And we don't get, and it immediately goes to Min saying, like, put your eyes back in your head. You know she must have a good reason. But, like, like it came out of order. Like, there needed to right? be a reaction before Min says that. Like, it's just so. And also, like, why is your initial reaction of, like, Oh, she like to think it's something negative. Like, right. My initial reaction would be like, oh, she did whatever she needed to do. Yeah, that's right. Stay safe. Because we've met her. Because we've met her. (laughs) Do we know her better than Perrin? Well, obviously we do. Seems like. And so so then there's like a moment where um, Rand is basically like, I'm going to see justice done to all who deserve it. And parents like, for some reason is like, what if that means file? Like, like, has he met Rand also? Like this whole next chapter is all about how Rand will not do anything to women. Like what is parent even worried about? Like there's nothing. It's ridiculous. It's so weird. It's so So manufactured. It is. (laughs) Heavy handed in a way that like, Perrin is just the weakest part of, yeah. the, of the like main characters. Jordan doesn't know what to do with him. And right? this is he what we peaked, get instead. He peaked too early. His story peaked too mm-hmm. early. He got his love interest too fast. He mm-hmm. got his like 
big lordship too fast. He got his powers too fast. He got his powers too fast. And then now we're seven books in and Perrin's just, oh, are you smelling something? Are you thinking about file? Right. Are you uncomfortable with leadership? <laughs> like which of the three traits are we going to get from God. you? You're just too right. That's <laughs> like, sad. Oh, it's so sad. All right, all right, all right. No. We're, we're getting bogged down in this. Ugh. Another yeah. parent chapter, though. Another so parent chapter. They finally go into the throne room, right? Yep, they do. They go into the throne room and Rand, this is a great okay. line, actually. I, oh, it's so good. So am I, I loved. Like, oh, my God. Oh, I was like, this is what I want. It's because, so yeah, good. he like, they walk in and they're like all these nobles and like Colivares at the front and has been crowned and she's sitting on the sun throne and all this stuff and everyone's like kind of like combination like horrified but also like oh my god and they're like these two people it's these two men right in Colivares library oh this is before they even get in the throne room this is at the doors to the throne room oh right, it's right two right. guards at the doors of the throne room who like see him and they're terrified and then they drop to their knees and they you can see how scared they are right like mm-hmm. one's like looking at the floor the other one has his eyes like squeeze shut and then mm-hmm. Rand says so am I loved <sighs> and you're like oh <laughs> <laughs> it's that's a, that's a good moment right it's there so good and nothing then, to do with being in parents POV again you could be in anybody's POV for that and moment. have gotten that right yeah and then Min touches Rand's arm and her face is pained and then Rand sort of just like pats her hand without looking for looking at her and she gets like even more pained. We get a lot of like parent observing Min and Rand Rand. touching each other and I'm not really enjoying it to be perfectly It's weird that he's like I get it but like also Uh, the way that it's presented again is just so frustrating. We get another note about hunters looking for the horn. The horn comes up several times. Yeah. In this section, which means is again it's gonna be important at some point. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, there are hunters there for some reason. Right. And then we get all the descriptions of everybody's clothes yeah. and the carrion and the terrain. I did sort of love this like visual of Rand walking through and the is the line he says a ripple of knowing yes. that kept pace up with the hall with him as people notice it's a good line it's yeah. very it's like it's wonderful mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then we get to the throne colavere is wearing a crown and she's got all of her attendants around her and uh there's like a woman hidden behind but all Perrin cares about is file of course yeah but there's um, this moment where Rand steps up to the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Where he like, and then Rand looks at everybody nearby. So he like, as the people come with him to towards Colivere's throne, it's like, um, Min, Perrin, Debrain, Havian, and Aram. Mm-hmm. And Rand studied each of them in turn, nodding slowly. He studied Perrin the longest and took the longest time to nod. Is that because of file? I guess so, because we go immediately into this parent being like, no matter what it takes. And my right. note there is, this is so overdone. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I guess, I don't know. It was it just felt weird. Like, like, like Rand is going to believe that file has like betrayed him. Right? Like, what? This doesn't make I any don't know. sense. Everything no. about it is strange. It's very strange. Um, And so then he confronts Cole, which is, I actually quite 
loved the yeah like this this is the great interaction it's so good because she's like she's terrified she's like licking her lips like dart her eyes are darting and Rand's like oh are you looking for the eyes to die (laughs) don't worry I sent them off with the aisle they'll be re-educated essentially (laughs) right basically (laughs) it's like if the aisle can't teach them manners no one can yeah and everyone's like did you hear that and then she tries to brazen it out. She's like, yeah, oh, my Lord Dragon. Awesome. Welcome back. Like, I, Carrion has been too long without a ruler, like a Carrion ruler, you know? And so, like, I fixed it for you. And this is where my, the note to me about tension wasn't working, mm-hmm. but specifically about file, because mm-hmm. Perrin is like, just trying to get closer to her and he's mm-hmm. like why isn't she talking why won't she smile at him mm-hmm. like it's supposed to give us there's this, too much like, perfume he can't right. smell her it's, it's a, yes. supposed to give us a sense of this rising tension for the two of them yeah and no part of it works because no. you've given us the same beat for five chapters yeah like i'm exaggerating but it feels like that I don't know that you are. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> so yeah, so Colavera is like, you know, like basically defending herself and Rand is like, okay, but you knew I meant it for Elaine. She is alive and she will have these thrones. And I love this. I highlighted this. Colavera says to him, what is done cannot be undone. If mm-hmm. anything has offended you, like her so good. brazenness, you're like, what well, dang woman, like, you know, exactly where he's been mm-hmm. pretty much more or less she knows she knows and like this is her response but then Rand's response is so good because oh he just like because she's like the the crown's on my head like right. I don't know what you it's already done like, I'm like so sorry <laughs> and so Rand just like reaches out takes the crown off her head and breaks it in half yes and then like puts it back together with the power it's awesome mm-hmm. it's so good it's such a good beat of like oh right this is mm-hmm. who rand is mm-hmm. and she keeps going she's like i've kept your laws i know that the sun throne is yours to give but like i have a right like and it rand just lets her monologue he yeah. just is like it's like when you're negotiating with someone and the tactic is like, you yes, just don't, don't say, say anything, anything <laughs> and you just let them talk themselves into like whatever's going to happen. Rand has read getting to yes by this point <laughs> <laughs> or whatever the in-world like, version is. This is like Tom Marilyn's advice when they're yes. trying to get better rates. Yes. <laughs> For the flute playing. Yes. <laughs> Oh, oh so Perrin, oh. since Rand is not saying anything. Oh my god, Perrin, Perrin is everything. like, okay, but did you have the right to murder these two lords? And then where's Barreling? And then he's like, shit, now I've asked after Barreling in front of Fael, and we're oh. all just doing exactly what you did. We're just rolling our eyes. <laughs> and Colomir is like, how dare you? I would never. I would never. I would never. It's amazing. And she keeps being like, I am the queen. Like, I Good. will keep my oath, oath of fealty, but I am the queen. Mm. Unless you want to get rid of all of our laws. <laughs> right. Which then, is, like, honestly, okay. the best argument she could be making. Right? right yeah. Very good. Mm-hmm. She's good. She's she like, knows what's up. Really good in this moment. Yeah. As a great, like, uh antagonist for rand yes because she is 
it feels like even though she like really made a mistake, mm-hmm. she doesn't feel like she doesn't know what she's doing. Yeah. No. Right. No. Yeah. Like she made a bad bet. Mm-hmm. But now that that bet did not play out how she wanted, she's like, okay, we're going to figure this out. Yeah. Right. Next. What do I, I'll do, I'll say whatever I have to say to yep. keep myself here. So then, but again, Rand is not saying anything. He's yep. using that killer negotiation tactic. <laughs> so she starts going, Anora, Anora, advise me. And the woman who's been hiding is an Aes Sedai. Yep. Who's like, side note, I will not advise you. I'm actually Berylaine's advisor. It's so good. She, but her line is so good about it, right? She goes, I cannot do this, Colavere. I fear I have allowed you yeah. to misperceive my relationship to you. So, so I said, because she didn't lie. Nope. But, but alas, Colavere has misperceived it's their so, relationship. So good. Um, but then she turns to Rand is like, look, I don't know, no bad shit on my end. If I did, I would have struck before you knew I was here. Rand's like, you would have died. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> you could try it. But I love like, I, I, ugh, I'm not who has you shielded. I said, I, who are you? Why are you here? And he, this is where he yeah. loses his yes. patience, which I think is very good. Yes. Jordan's part because mm-hmm. he's so cool, but then mm-hmm. confronted with the thing that, you is know. a trigger yeah yep and then we get like Rand, but still even not being in his pov we can see him struggling to like yes. hold it together oh, mm. so good yeah and so all of the nobles can hear all of this and he- well, wait hold on can i just say loyal is standing there yes i'm taking notes <laughs> yeah incongruously loyal stood in the midst of them with his axe propped against his shoulder one big hand managed to hold an ink bottle and an open book pressed <laughs> awkwardly against his chest while the other scribbled as fast as he could dip a pen <laughs> it's so good he was taking notes of course sure. he was of course <laughs> he is that's just, he is, this is the whole reason he's there is so he can take notes in real time <laughs> so good but yeah it is good it is good it's true so yeah so rand has just basically declared like these men with me can channel to every everyone because everyone can hear the conversation so everybody is now like drawing back dramatically from the ashaman and Nora is like getting pale and she's like i i am advisor to barreling like this is a secret but like you know i i just i'm just i'm it's cool it's cool man it's cool this is like maybe the best i've seen in Aes Sedai. sort of like you can actually read the room (laughs) right because she's like listen like you're right i think the time for secrets it's past i let you think what you would think but i said i do not she and then she turns to Mm -hmm. colaver and is basically like haha funny story you can't make me your advisor (laughs) like i was busy (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then we have Rand say, like, if Berlin confirms your story, okay. I don't think every Aes Sedai is my enemy, not entirely, <laughs> but I won't be schemed against and I won't be manipulated, which mm-hmm. is repeated to himself. But this, yeah, this for once was like, I think, a necessary repetition. Yes. Yeah. Because to say it out loud to another person. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Whew. And then, file. and then, file. <laughs> Is like Colavere pro- plotted to break her oath of fealty. And well, you no, know- no, no. This was this is Anora still. No, no. Right? Nope. It's Fael. Oh, the last yeah, yeah, thing yeah, yeah. Anora yeah, yeah. says. No, no, is no. Like, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. So Fael seizes her dramatic moment 
and <sighs> you know has like is like spilling all the beans like it's obviously she became you know uh one of the attendants for self-preservation and also for spying yep and so she's like saying like oh she plans to rid the carahian of the aeel and like she said that you know you wouldn't dare change anything and then she killed one of the maids who she told mm-hmm. and then dobrain is like also by the way colavere i accuse you of murder and treason so like there's that and um, the penalty for which is death and yeah. then Ugh, and then Rand. Oh my I know, god. I he know. like even despite everything that happened to him after seeing all of the like melee and death and whatever happened, all of that shit happened at Demise Wells, he like his head goes back, his eyes closed, and Perrin can hear him say, No, I cannot, I will not. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh my heart. Yeah. And Perrin thinks he's been like delaying this whole time and mm-hmm. like trying to find a way out, which I don't think is true actually i don't think he's delaying i think he was using yes exactly well but i do think he also is trying to find because we know he like refuses to harm women agreed so agreed uh so yes so colavere is like having a big reaction to all of this obviously and we get this back and forth about like well no one can prove it well we can prove this well we you can't prove this well we can like this Mm -hmm. and that and the other thing which i don't think is that interesting honestly but then we get this i think the most interesting moment for this is like as all of this like evidence is basically brought forth colavere is like getting more and more you know so she's like she can see she's losing and then yeah. she says they promised you would never return i know Woo! that Woo! moment Chills. so good because yep. it's so good because then she immediately like slams a hand over her mouth because it does it's like a back and forth where yeah. somebody is like accusing and she's like no i didn't whatever and then oh perrin wished he could not hear the sounds coming from her throat no one should make sounds like that that's literally the only reason this perspective this he should get this perspective because that was a good line yeah that was very visceral yep so so dobrain is like okay yeah treason and murder the penalty by your law is hanging and colavere is like i demand to be beheaded like i will not be hanged like some commoner why is do we know why min is like sad for rand here is it just because of like murdering women probably i don't know because I, for some reason rand looked at min she returned his gaze with profound sadness not for colaver for rand is it just because they do throw in death? the line perrin wondered whether a viewing was involved so i wonder is if there's just... like some reference to something that we've forgotten at this point but it's yeah. also like Min, like I think they've positioned Min as like she sees the hard choices Rand has to make, yeah. but she oh, like loves him anyway. So like that's yeah, 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 like yeah. that that's what that fair, moment is. Fair, fair, fair. Okay. So, and yeah. so instead of so Rand finally like speaks and he's like, I strip you of your titles, I strip you of your possessions, everything except for your standing. <laughs> did, did you own a farm? <laughs> this is my favorite. Did you own did you own a farm? <laughs> a small farm? And I was like, what? What? So Brain, did she own a small <laughs> farm? <laughs> Dorain is like, uh, yeah, probably a lot of farms. Actually? But I don't know what you're asking me. <laughs> did I miss a sentence? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> 
good. And so, yeah, he's basically like, Polar Bear, I'm going to exile you to that farm. But he right. means like, literally, you're going to till You're going to work on a farm. Like, you are going to He's. This is like an Aes Sedai punishment, which is what made me laugh. <laughs> I didn't think about that. I just have this. <laughs> I'm, at the line, I've highlighted the line, Colaberry, exile, exile you to that farm. And my note just says Rand. Like, I know. I love it. Polar <laughs> uh, is like, I would rather die. Right. I mean, basically, she faints. Yeah. You know, and she's not allowed to like, she's going to have guards. She never can walk farther from it from a day. Like she's confined on this farm. And basically, mm-hmm. I think Debrain says like a couple of chapters or paragraphs later, he's like, it would have been kinder to kill her. Like she's like, I know. this is not a good thing. For but her. we do get a bit about how all the nobles are like, everyone seems yes. confused. Like no one, none understood why yeah. she was not to die. And the rest estates had been confiscated before, but never all and never nobility itself. Nobles mm-hmm. had been exiled even for life, but never to a farm. <laughs> I have to say that this pissed me off because we saw Rand enforce the laws I know. I know. with that Agreed. with that aisle, with the aisle like, chief. Yeah, exactly. I do and think I, though, but this is a result. I don't think I actually think this is the one time it's not just a result of like sexism. Mm-hmm. It's not just like, oh, I don't kill women. It's I just watched yeah depending on the numbers of what they yes, were but like yes. forty thousand people yeah. die right in like horrific ways it's true so it's i true. think to me this is less okay that fair enough thing and more he's just like i can't see another person die i cannot but do we see. really think if this was a dude that he would have done this exact i don't know thing? yeah it, anyway i do think jordan is using because we hear him like he's like no one else dies no one yes else no you're because right he does say like yeah. in the beginning no one is going to die right like he right. doesn't say no women will die no he you're right you're right no one is gonna die Fair so enough. i do think even if robert jordan had had this be i mean he wouldn't have because he needed it mm-hmm. to be a woman mm-hmm. uh, but if it had been a man i don't think he would i think he would have also exiled them yeah okay Oh, right. So it's Enora who says it would have been kinder to execute her, basically. Um, and so, uh, and everybody's like, she's fine. Or Rand is like, she's alive. Don't worry about her. Like, Enora, like you take me she, to Barrelane. Right. But I like this moment where she faints and Rand catches her. Oh, yeah. Right, right, with the power and like slowly <laughs> puts her down. Chills. Oh, I know. I feel like this is like, my heartbreaking for him every single time mm-hmm. he's on the page. Yeah. It's just constant. It's true. And then, yeah, like this whole Anora thing where he's like, we'll go to Barrelade. And then he's like, Perrin, you probably want to hang with Pyle for a second. Right. <laughs> and then he looks around and he's like, oh, right. This is a hall full of nobles. <laughs> this line was so great. This audience is mm-hmm. at an end. I will forget every face oh. that departs now. Yes. Dang. <laughs> it's so good and everyone rushes and Karen's like oh they are freaking out yeah <laughs> so good oh it's so good yeah everybody leaves yeah so then we have one more parent chapter to get through oh which is God. the reunion chapter which I don't think we'll spend a lot of time on. No, I will say this is where my loyal POV please note was written finally. <laughs> when it's like loyal who is still trying with some difficulty to write in his book and carry his axe. Yes. Uh, because everybody basically leaves. And so then it's just Perrin, Fyle, and Debrain staring down at Cole. Right, Bear. right. Uh, and then Fail, I'm like, oh, right, you suck. I hate you. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's just like she like they have this thing with a fan and she like touches his face so she's like clearly like still a little irritated like whatever and then she says to Debrain, her death might be the best for everyone that is the prescribed penalty what will you do lord Debrain? and parents like why is she asking Debrain that <laughs> it takes him like five minutes to figure out what's going on like what and then he's like so proud of himself. Whatever. Yeah. It's like so ridiculous. It is ridiculous. So Fael. Sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say, so Fael and Dobrain have this whole conversation that does include Aram about, you know, oh, I forgot. Yes, Aram she, is also like there. they get she gets confirmation that Rand has sent Aes Sedai to the Isle as prisoners. And this is one of those moments that felt very weird. She justifies it later to Perrin. It's like, well, I had to be sure that like they weren't, that you weren't puppets, basically. It's Um, fine, but it's like she doesn't, she like hates Rand. She's so dismissive of him. And it's that line that Perrin thinks of like people who scheme, like they don't know the last battle is Yes, That is file. Like that is her. In the meantime, she and Dobrain are having this like veiled conversation about whether or not Dobrain is going to kill Colavar, and Dobrain basically is like, "No, she'll go to exile. That that's the end." And then Perrin's like, "Oh, I guess they were plotting." I have a question here because she says, um, "When Perrin's like, why would Rand lie? Like, especially blah Mm -hmm. blah." And she doesn't answer Perrin, but she looks down at Colavar and she says, "Is she still done? Is she still under?" Not that it matters, I suppose. She knows more than I would say here. Everything we worked so hard to keep hidden. She knows too much. That was weird to me. Mm, it what, was weird. Right? What like, is she what talking is, about? What is she talking about? Because that sounds like File was plotting against Rand. Like, No, I don't think that's what... I don't think that's what it means, but that's what it sounds like. To me, it sounds like... There were plots that, like, what they had mean? prior to Rand leaving that, like, Colavere now knows about or like talked about. It was very, it was a very confusing yeah. line that she said significantly. Right, right. Like she let mm-hmm. that slip to Mare too. She knows too much. What, mm-hmm. what does too much mean? Yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. I it's no it's a strange because it. The only thing Colavere knew were things that the bad guys knew right the bad guy so like right what plans yeah it was very strange and that it made me be like i don't trust you file i'll never trust you fair enough Uh, and then yeah this is where parents like oh they also failed is saying we should kill her. Right. And then he's like, also, what did you think that I said I were like our puppeteers? Um and she's like, well, I had to confirm everything, you know, like. And, and she's like, I mean, I know he they could do it to the like Jaguar board, but and it would be harder for them for you. Yeah. Like, so what is happening right now? I know. It's so all over this the place. This is where I was like, there are those two assholes. Yeah. 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 And they're like going on and on about like, well, I read in this history, this and that oh. and the other thing. And then you're like, okay, all right, fine. Um, so care. then, we, and then we finally like, oh, they're hugging and they're like talking about how much they love each other. And then they're walking off together, you know. And then we get some more like toxic, like if any I said I ever harms you. Right. right. You yeah. belong to me. 
And Farron's like, haha, that's funny. <laughs> Ew, what? And then on their way to their rooms, they're being followed by the appropriators and like oh. Perrin yells at them and sends them off and running. And I don't understand what that was about either. Well, he says something, but then File says, yeah. attack my husband and obey. Mm-hmm. He's not a man to be trifled with. And then they leave. Yeah. I don't know what that's Which about. Which was interesting. I mean, not interesting, but like fine. Right. So then they like get he gets the details on like, you know, how she got into Colivare's to be one of the attendants and Mm -hmm. and he like understands that she's been plotting. And then they have their reunion scene and she's yelling at him because Barreling like put the story around that like she had stashed Perrin on a farm where she could visit him and it's this whole ridiculous I don't like, know what? who cares and then finally he like yells at her and she's like oh wow this is really sexy yeah it's not a good dynamic it's really not a good there's nothing no good about this no it's very bad they're the worst I yep. hate reading about them mm-hmm. so much they're so insufferable so we'll skip forward to where Rand bursts in <laughs> which is hilarious so like they're like she's like up against his chest and like yeah. like you know whatever and then the door bangs open and friends like parent Berlin isn't and then he's like oh shit sorry I'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> it's and I love this visual of Min like popping her head and seeing what's going on laughing and then yeah sucking out again <laughs> and we get Rand sort of being normal here where he's like blushing a little bit sorry this is wacky barreling spending the night on a sea folk ship right like what is that about well i was thinking because they mentioned like perrin thinks about how there are boats on the river um, when they're going to carahina and i was like man we still don't know what the sea folk are just like hanging out doing that they have been doing since the last book we still have no idea what's going on there. And now it just got even more complicated. Like, is mm-hmm. Berlin involved? Does she know something? Why would they let her on board? Like, lots of questions. I have so many questions. So many questions. Um. So then Perrin is like, Rand, did you have a question for me? Like, Stop saying <laughs> Berlin's name for the love of God, man. <laughs> And so Rand is like, all right, do will you not command my Ilian army? Like, I have to know. And a Perrin, of course, refuses because for well, all does. of his talk about like how everybody needs to like have perspective and like do what they need to do for the last battle, he's not doing well, it. Well, here he says, I he does it. have, yeah, it's true. He has like reason and it's not just file. He says, I'm no general. And then he's like, besides, Min told me I should stay close to you. Yeah. Like, I, I think I'm, look what happened when I wasn't near you essentially right. and he got taken. So, yeah. But, of course, like, Rand is like, well, we have to take risks. Right. Um, and then this conversation about the Aes Sedai so made weird. no sense to me. None. Like, Perrin is like, don't, you can't let the Aes Sedai be harmed. And, and, and I won't let them be hurt. And then he says they're prisoners and no threat they're women. Like, I'm sorry. What? Did what? you not see? Like, what? What they did to him. 
I like he knows everything that has just happened. He knows exactly how it's powerful so Isidai are. And yet here he is being like, oh, they're no threat. Like, are you nuts? He also saw how Rand just exiled yes. a woman who should have been hung. So yeah, and Min at least calls it. She's like, I'm tired of watching the two of you. Like, oh wait, that does not happen here. Never mind. Anyway, there's another moment that that happens. Yes. But um, but yeah. So parent Rand is like, I do what I have to do. And then he's like, well, I won't harm anybody who doesn't deserve it. Fair. Fair. I mean, Perrin is being ridiculous. Perrin is genuinely being like ridiculous. He can't be consistent. No, no, no. Like, it's very silly. It's wild. Um, and they're whatever. And then Rand is like, since you won't, since you don't want the army, I just have to use you somewhere else. That's mm-hmm. fine. Um, I wish I could less let, let you rest, but I can't. We have to do what mm-hmm. we have to do. Sorry for interrupting. File. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's so funny. And then we're finally free of the parent POV. Oh, thank God. I mean, is there anything? No, yeah, no, there's not there really, really anything isn't. at the end. There's nothing. <laughs> Ugh, gross. Thank God. We get to Rand. Ugh, Rand, my heart. Our, our bud. Our, our poor guy, bud. Our poor guy. Yeah. Um, you know, we got a lot of beats and parents where it's like Rand is being very cold. And of course we know that's him just like when surviving. He, he retreats to the void when he can't trust mm-hmm. himself. Yeah. So that's what we see here, where he's like. We get a lot about Satan and like mm-hmm. how Satan's the best and the worst because it's dirty, mm-hmm. but also da da da. Um, and he's thinking about Barrelane and like how could she have an Aes Sedai advisor that he didn't know about? And then he's thinking about the rebels and he's like yeah. reviewing basically everybody who's but, like, a problem within the context of him sort of losing it a little bit. Yeah. Like, right. It's like this section's actually really great just in terms of giving us information in a way that we we know a lot of this stuff, but it's giving us a character beat while doing it mm. unlike Perrin which is just there is no character there unfortunately anymore right and so with Rand at least we're seeing sort of really how it's impacted his head right because we have mm-hmm. like what might have been like half a paragraph is now like three pages of no the like to trust was to betray trust was pain and then him being like no I can't think that way I have mm-hmm. to I have to trust somebody like we I have will to do it say yeah that there's this he's so he's basically going back and forth with Luz Theron about trust yes and there's this line that comes where are you real the voice said at last wonderingly um and like he it's it seems like it's supposed to be the first time this has happened, but like, I feel like that moment has happened more than once. So I was a little confused about. I think based on what comes after, it seems like the conversations and the relationships bet- between Matt, Matt, Rand and Luz Theron mm-hmm. was significantly shifted in that chest. Well, yes, the next paragraph right? does that. Yeah, it's true. Um, it's true. So I think it's that context. Okay. Because, so we have this like back and forth and he's thinking about everybody. Mm-hmm. Luz Theron has a thing. It's like, everybody needs to die, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. I did like this moment where Rand was like, he was Luz Theron reborn, the dragon reborn, no one denying that. Then he's like, but everybody is reborn. I know. That's I how the like pattern that. works. Right. Like, everyone died and was reborn. And again and again forever. 
And then he's like, but no one else talked with who they used to be. Nobody else had voices in their heads except Mad Men. And I was like, and Matt. And Matt. It's true. <laughs> Not just you. Not just you. Oh, and then, yeah, then we have this like loose there and being like, are you real? I might spoke to someone. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I think I did inside a box, a chest. Oh, it's so rough. It is really. And then we get this rehash from Rand of like, you know, that's all he had. Yeah. Like it's hard. It's it's basically he's like having a full on flashback to being Mm -hmm. in the box. It's very it's because it's like the voice had been a comfort sometimes his only companion, his friend. Oh, it's yeah, like, it's hard. It's, it's hard, right? You know, yeah. this thing though of like something flashed in his mind, not images, just flickers of color and motion. Some reason, for some reason, they made him think of Matt and Perrin. That was a little confusing to me. Yeah, I mean, are the we next supposed sentence, to understand that? The flashes had begun inside the chest, then, and a thousand more hallucinations. It seems like what this paragraph is doing is as you said like showing us the way that the loose there and ran situation has shifted mm-hmm. because of it but also and like clearly ran's mental state is like degrading and yes. he has ptsd like full-blown yes. ptsd um but also there is some there are there shifts that have happened to his brain right. that may or may not be functional or like predictive for lack of a better word i guess because I don't know. they but this this isn't the this images and colors thing is going to come up again yeah, in a yeah. few pages. And I just can't remember if it was something. It's new. No. It's new, right? It's new. So we don't yeah, know yeah. what that means. We don't know okay. what that is. Nope. We don't know. Um, so he's like thinking about this. And then it turns out he's like mid-conversation with Sulin. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like making a plan. There's this plan that's going to happen um, to like... I did like this. Sometimes I think too much. Yes. Know that feel, bro. Right. Uh, but he has this like plan. We also, the the way he drops the like, Jordan drops the PTSD bits in this though, I think are good. Because mm-hmm. you have this moment of like, there's a lot of light in the room. And he's like, he did not yes. like dark places Oh, anymore. I highlighted that too. Oh, so we get like moments of that. And we'll see it more strongly in a few pages when mm-hmm. they get to Camelin. Um, But so- he's having this conversation with the maidens and there are three of the there were six ashram on total right uh, i i thought he took but six or eight he's only taking three here yeah but i couldn't remember if that's that tame left him six or eight i don't remember it's one of the two mm. i think um but three of them are with there so there are three ashaman and then there are about 20 maidens um and then, and the, we get a description of the three Ashaman, which, like, I don't really care. No, no. But they're babies, essentially. Like, mm-hmm. one is, like, 16, one is 15, and one is, like, 24. Right. Um, and that's who lose there. And was like, you should kill these guys. Right, right. Uh, yeah, and so Rand has this plan. He has, he, we get told, he has three destinations tonight, but one of those the maidens could not be allowed to like, know. Bro, like, they're going just, with you, right? Yeah, like, you can't. You just went through something yeah. because you didn't tell anybody. Right, I know. Like, why do you think this is a good plan? Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, he says, like, this thing about which of the other two came first. He had decided earlier, but he hesitated. The journey, blah, blah, blah. And only two of those journeys happen in this section. So we still don't know what the we don't know what is. the last one is. No, we don't know. Um, um, he also has this moment where, again, he's thinking, I 
we get a tiny bit of a shift unless this has happened before and I don't remember which is possible mm. but we always think we always hear about you know if Luz Theron Luz Theron constantly trying to take the source from Rand and Rand is like Rand is like he can't get it while I have it but then this thought of like he's not certain he could take it from Luz Theron either if the other reached it first yeah which I was that's like, new. oh yeah. that's a new fear unlocked terrifying <laughs> yes seriously <laughs> no doubt no doubt <laughs> and then he yells at loose theron where he's like you're the worst yeah <laughs> which is great Woo! but then he thinks about loose theron where he's like he's like kind of mean to him he's like you killed your wife and children what's your problem but he's like it might you know he'd never spoken to the man uh, it was a man, not just voice, a man, entire memories, never spoken to him like that before. Perhaps it might drive him away for good. Half the man's rantings were, te- whatever. Did he want to drive Luz Theron away? His only friend in that chest. Whew. Good God. Yeah. I told you we've arrived at Bleak. We've arrived. I know. We're in it. We're in it. Oh. So they, the, he opens a gate. The maidens go through first and they go to the Royal Palace of Andor. We go to Caitlin. Um, Mm-hmm. And we get a reminder about Luz Theron kind of acknowledges that Alana is no longer so crowding in, in yes. Rand's head. Yeah. Uh, but this is the beat of like, this is where the quote came from of even if Luz Theron goes away, even if all the memories of that chest go away, he would still have that warder, that bond with Alana to remind him not to trust Aes Sedai, which I mm. thought was a really strong yeah. line and a reminder of like, it's not just the chest mm-hmm. that has made Rand the way he is. That's it right. Is pieces that just all fell over. Like it happened in pretty quick succession. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just constantly being taken in by them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. So he feels that two of the Ashaman are still holding the power so he gives them the release command and they listen which is mm-hmm. good uh Louis Theron is like definitely we need to kill them um <laughs> and- again this moment of flashes of color is here yeah right yeah. he's like in this section for Rand we get a lot of how he's juggling things it's actually going to parallel so hard with Egwene later like these back-to-back Rand Egwene sections, and I was like, you were the same. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are the same. But he's got in this section, it's a lot of like juggling. It's a lot of like, he can't keep up with all the pieces mm-hmm. and thoughts are moving too fast. And so here we get spinning Elaine, Avienda, Perrin, Fail, Anura, Barely, Matt, Light, like mm-hmm. whatever. And it's like Fail and Perrin and Matt, flashes of color, quick motion, just out of sight. Like, what is that? Yeah, I don't know. Mean? What's it mean? What does it mean? Bro, and then he be <laughs> he then like realizes that the maidens and the Ashaman are having some tensions, which like cannot continue. Mm-hmm. He's like, I have to say, for being so out of it, he's also so on top of it. Like right? he's very aware of what's going on around him at all times. And there is that like hypervigilance element mm-hmm. to it, but he's also like he's still very smart about it. Yes, like he diffuses the tension. You know, and he makes it clear like what the lines are, mm-hmm. and everybody sort of settles down. Yeah, and, and then he thinks, wait, but he also thinks the thing about the Ashaman that we've been wanting him to think, which is mm. nothing much frightened them anymore since they went through all of that stuff. Yeah. They needed to relearn fear, and I was like, yes, 
Yeah. They do. Yes. Thank you, sir. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <sighs> so good. So yeah, so the Norilia, one of the maidens, returns. She's found Davram Bashir and Bale, who is apparently who we're here to talk to. So then they do this whole rigmarole with like making like Rand and one of the it's- Ashaman are prisoners. And like Rand like has them bind his wrist and put a hood over his head. And I was like, are you serious? It seems a little like unnecessary. I did not understand what this was about. And we get a theoretical explanation later. Fairy wishy-washy. I was like, I don't, I don't know about this. Sounds fake, but sounds okay. fake, but okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, then- they like put the hood over because he's like, pull up the hood. I don't want anyone to like know it's me. And then one of them sort of teases that him and like pulls it down further so he can't see and he almost like freaks out and gets yeah. Satan. Yeah. That I also wonder if it was in part so that we could have this scene mm. specifically to see like him having to remind himself that it's not total darkness, that right. there's still things that he does have control and let him see let us see his like managing tactics. Right, right, right. Basically. Maybe, maybe. Uh, so he gets to this room and takes off the hood and but bale and davram are there and so are Ugh, i uh, hate this files mom dara and melaine and dorinda i hate yet, everything about this this is such a weird interaction it's so weird because i don't understand why it's so long the i think also not for nothing there has been this secret plan for like three books involved oh my god and it's still going and we still don't know the real plan and like it's just exhausting and frustrating at this point like he's held this out for way too long Mm -hmm. and like so now i just don't care anymore right I don't care about the secret plan and I guess something's getting kicked off tonight because he gave sure. me okay to do something or the but, other. like it doesn't make any sense but, because he hasn't built anything to make sense because it's not the real plan and so you're just like well why do I care about this fake plan that I know I is not real but you won't tell me the real plan yeah and so like you have there's this like conversation between the women that mm-hmm. sort of happens like I don't think Bale says like one thing no no. He might have like two lines. Not yeah. that I'm complaining about too many women talking. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but like again, the character dynamics don't make a ton they of sense. Like it sense. doesn't, we don't understand what this conversation is for. Except right? for like the men to be like, ah oh, ha ha, wives. You're like, okay, what? Yeah. And um, like Sarah is so annoying in the way that File is annoying. Yes. Like yes. It's so the family resemblance is real. Right. And I love, I do love Rand being like, I didn't realize this was to be a family gathering, mm-hmm. which was pretty funny. Um, and then there's some like back and forth, and Dira says something shitty about Rand mm-hmm. because of course she does. And like <laughs> Rand sort of like cuts all of the like goodness, like any sort of ease from the room being like, what woman could I hate enough to marry her to the dragon report? So good. I loved it. Oh, it's great. I was like, do it. Um, we hear a little bit about how the army that like he had sent Matt with is like moving slowly. 
The Aes Sedai um, also, yeah. Yeah, because there's the the ice there's a bunch of Aes Sedai with an army that could be Matt and his band with the red mm-hmm. hand and Elaine. Um, and this is where we find out that like he'd gone through all this because he thought Elaine and Avienda might be in the in Camelin and he didn't want to like see them. It's it feels fake. Feels fake. It feels very, very, very fake. Um like just and Dira just comes off as extremely short-sighted like yes. she didn't like Rand as she saw it her husband had set off down a road that likely would end with his head on a pike over a gate in Tarvalin and Rand had put his feet on that ground and that road but Rand is clearly the dragon reborn yeah like clearly yeah what is wrong with you that you're like but it's the Aes Sedai we have to worry about <laughs> priorities man like the forsaken have clearly escaped yeah that's just true right and Bale is like you have to like do something actually like Dara's like don't mess with the Aes Sedai and Bale's like oh no you have to destroy them and Rand is like I will do what I have to do when I have to do it like if they will leave it where I have put it now like that's where I'll leave it too like fine because he's like I don't want to fight the white tower I want to fight the dark one right exactly why do I have to I have forsaken to deal with like oh infuriating right it's Um, ridiculous and so he sort of like gets distracted by looking at this map but kind of hears snippets of the conversation Mm -hmm. as it's going of like um the women held captive in the tree killings are allowed to cause no trouble so why should any others because he's like but it's some he doesn't understand what she's responding to because he didn't hear it Mm -hmm. this is a little confusing to me because yeah. it was like so much happening at the same time. Yes. And I I know it's a narrative tactic, but I don't totally get why. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's like trying to suss out where Matt might be, but he doesn't think Matt is necessarily with that because he takes pride in how fast the the band can march and that right. those people are moving slowly. Like, and then he's like. I think this is just for us to remember that like Matt could lead an army mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think so. Um, and then there's more like behind the scenes convo. And then, you know, we hear about the rebels that like Davron Bashir is getting caught up on some of the stuff that's happening. Camelin Rand is thinking about Samael and like mm-hmm. Theron's knowledge of him. And does Luz Theron have Rand's memories? Right. Which was kind of funny. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Um, and they're all arguing about like, well, yeah, I guess, you know, we have to destroy everyone because this is what's happening. Um and then well they talk about Dira t- or they're, they're talking about Dialin Taravan Dialin who is yes the next in line for the throne essentially um right about what she intends to do with like these people mm-hmm. and then Rand this I actually was like I didn't I forgot about the little yeah. I, I highlighted this too right yeah so Rand is like thinking about how he once the wagons have been um searched they need to be searched again to find the angry L, the fat little man that he keeps mm-hmm. because he really relies on that so yes. like he's had a tool that he really needs taken from him mm-hmm. uh, but he's convinced that like with it he's like he's a match for the forsaken without it he's mm-hmm. not sure right yeah. uh which is very very scary because that seems pretty significant <laughs> like yeah. 
Yeah. I want to get yeah. on that. Big deal that he does not have that right now. Very That's big a deal. BFG. Right. Yeah. And then he remember he like realizes that they're talking about Dylan, although at first yeah, they like, first he starts with talking about the eyes to die. They're so like, they're, oh, there are nine eyes to die here. Right. I was trying to do we know who those are? Is that I the like Varen, etc. party? Or is I that or she with think so? She was at Jumai's Wells though, right? Like they all came the Alana, Varen, yeah. etc. They're, et cetera, all, et cetera. Uh, they're all with Wells. Right. So then I don't these people. Because they say eight sisters stopped at the Silver Swan almost a month ago, af- just after you left. So it's not right. them. Now and then a few more come and go, but there are never more than 10 at a time. Right. And then there's also been a few Red Sisters, but they don't hang around. But we know who they are. Oh, yeah, we know who they are. Um, but Rand does have the thought of, like, tame, t- he needs to tell Tame about the Red. But then mm-hmm. he's like, Tame must have known about the Aes Sedai at the end and didn't say anything to mm-hmm. him. Yikes. Yeah, it's not. And uh... we get like sort of that, like everything is moving too fast. Everything yep. he can't keep up. He can't hold on to everything. Everything's going to fall and shatter. Oh, ah. and... God. Oh. So yeah, so then, you know, Bashir, like Rand gathers himself and Bashir mm-hmm. makes some comment about like how many men Tame has sent Mm-hmm. to him and then rand is like whatever to that talk to me about dialin because this is actually important actually wanted to know <laughs> <laughs> like she so it's interesting i think this is really interesting she lords and ladies in rand's absence proclaimed for her but then mm-hmm. she had those people hanged and like is holding the throne on elaine's behalf which is yeah genius a genius yeah, she's move regenting. It's yes so smart. she's regenting it's fantastic it's so good yeah and she's like stop trying to make me queen this is elaine's throne right which is great perfect just perfect so all of the like hangers on from the oh i've forgotten the forsaken dude gabriel's um yeah from his court have like fled which They're is gone. also great like fantastic also good good. Yes. good this is all good all like, great it's so funny like the situation in andor is so much better than the situation in carrion like a thousand billion times better um and so uh yeah so so rand is basically like all right so this is fedwin he's an ashaman he's gonna carry messages to me if you need to send messages, I'm taking two others to Semaradrid and Wiraman because they're going to need them when they face Samael, except that we know that that's still not the real plan. And this is where he's like, Davram is like, oh, so you're finally giving the go ahead. And he's like, yep. The end. Whatever that means. We know that's not real, though. We know it's so, like, not real. I don't know. Yeah. Um. And Bashir is kind of like, man, I wish I could go, but I guess holding Camelin isn't that bad. <laughs> um, oh, it's just, but Rand is just, this whole thing has been an undercurrent of him knowing that, like, he cannot hold on to this forever mm-hmm. and, like, how stressed out he is about it. Because it's, like, even while, like, Bale is like, so we're going to get the fifth in Ilian, right? right. He's like, yeah, <laughs> totally. But he's like not even thinking about that. He's like, right. please get Elaine here so I can yes. stop worrying about Andor and Carrion. But we know that Elaine is like 
in Ibudar, Ibudar, you know, with not Matt. with Matt and like, you know, Egwene, the red band is like following Egwene. And like, I, it's, I will say that the one thing I thought that this, this, these chapters did aside from being sort of leaden and ill-timed in certain spots was to show like, yeah, when Rand is removed from the situation and the power vacuum happens, like, Mm-hmm. Here's what shakes out. Like, here's who does what. Um, and like gives a sense of that precariousness, that juggling. So I yeah. thought that like that gets brought home. It just was could have been done a lot better. <laughs> I yeah, I agree with you. I I I think it was done very, very well. And anytime we got that part of the story, yes, it was exciting. And like the first five, like the first three to six or whatever it was or mm-hmm. however many chapters in parents baby took me like forever yeah and then the last three chapters took yeah. me like an hour yep um yeah. all right so chapter eight we're with Egwene mm-hmm. I love Egwene so much yeah really love her she's great this was briefly very confusing because he's gotten back in time in I, these oh, chapters yeah. that's why you were texting me <laughs> i was You're saying like what the fuck we were we're in these chapters with the Gwen and she thinks about the bracelet and i was like didn't somebody get <laughs> <laughs> it I was so confused. I legit was like did I make that up? Did I like invent that whole thing? No, and he doesn't mark it until deep into this chapter. So we do not get a timestamp for a while. It was very, very confusing. Which after like at the start, remember the prologue goes like back and then forwards and like seems to bring us all up to speed. But then he goes back. He's making some weird choices. He's making weird choices. It needs to be more clear because it was not clear. Or if there... Is there like a map or something that someone's made of like what chapter takes place when? <laughs> I'm sure that exists. Like that surely that exists, exists. somewhere. Yeah. Because I feel like that would help a lot. <laughs> anyway, so- <laughs> we do yeah. eventually figure out, but Egwene is doing politics. Yeah, she's in her tent with Sheriam and Suin and Chessa, her maid, mm-hmm. um, and getting information. Like she's like, okay, we can take a break for a day. And Sharon's like, I think it should be four or five days. And I'm going like, no, no, no. Because she knows that like if they stop for longer than a day, it's going to take forever to get them moving again. And there's like money is tight, food mm. is running low. There's some like politics involved with like between Sharon and those other two, Ramonda mm-hmm. and whomever. Lilane. Um, Lilane. And so that's. It's and kind Suen of like and Egwene are like playing Shariam a little bit. Oh like, yeah, you know, Suen is like making little offhand comments to try to help like push her in the direction that Egwene wants her to go, mm-hmm. um, which is nice to see. It's nice to see that, and uh, they're like, we get some of like how suin is training Egwene. like she's taught her this like thing that like every day she needs to look at something yeah. different which i was like that's brilliant like that's right. so good cool. yeah because if they never know what you're gonna want to ask about it'll be harder for them to keep things from you mm-hmm. and like they will be less likely to so and less likely to break things yes exactly you before you can fix them um we also get this beat of like 
it, how Egwene uses like Chessa. Yes, to, I highlighted that. I love so it. good. <laughs> she uses. She knows Chessa likes to talk, and so she keeps her there because when Chessa talks, it disrupts Sherry's ability to mm-hmm. sort of like weave the conversation how she wants, and so she mm-hmm. uses that. Mm-hmm. I did make a point here. So she's looking. She's just sort of getting distracted by like not distracted, but, but like focusing on like like I said the money and all that. And there's yeah. a line where she says. The story she had read never mentioned how much coin was required to keep the army. <laughs> and in Rand's perspective, like a couple pages ago, he was like, the stories never talk about how entangled your lives are. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but that's uh, not new, right? We've gotten that throughout new, the whole. But I just like, like, it. like, oh, I the just, stories never said this. I just like it when it's like so yeah. close together for Rand and Egwene. Yeah, it's true. Because <laughs> they're, they're so, they're just like the same. Yeah. You guys never would have worked. it's true though it's true true. it's true um we get the romanda romanda and lelaine thing Mm -hmm. um and then how they had required they had like gotten new maids for Egwene. um that they all like have to have their maid yeah for Egwene. so ridiculous this is where i got confused yeah she puts the bracelet on and Mm -hmm. i'm like what is happening right we get another beat of how much she hates the bracelet Mm -hmm. and the adam and knowing this person and like thinking about like the amerlin and like how she got chosen and actually this was interesting he's he like slides in here some history about how Suen got chosen right as amerlin which i I, I, yeah it breaks up the flow but i liked it it was it was it doesn't break up the flow to a point where it's disruptive it yeah. just it's a because he needs to build he needs enough time to pass after she puts the bracelet on that it doesn't feel like she only put the bracelet on i got you so that she, she could can, feel exactly i got you so like there that i mean that's what i think right. um but yeah so suin was raised to amerlin because because Egwene obviously is the youngest amerlin ever mm-hmm but Suin was also unexpectedly young, but only because the three prior Amazons had only lasted a few years. Yeah. Because they were so old. And there was a deadlock. So she was like the compromise solution. Yeah. There was a hall was deadlocked between four sisters. Mm-hmm. And so somebody finally was like, what about this one? And they like gave up at that point and just went. They're like, it. fine. Which is amazing. <laughs> I think it's so funny. Um, <laughs> and then Shrime is like, I recognize that bracelet. Doesn't my Neve and Elaine have one? And they're yeah, like, Oh, it's the, it's the same one. It's remembrance. It's totally fine and normal. Um, did we know this when Egwene's like, I need to? She finally asked that question, right? Yes. Daughter, I've learned that a few days after Suen and Leanne arrived in Saladar, ten sisters left, two from each Aja, except the blue. Where did they go and why? And I love this way that Egwene is like, uh-uh, you're going to tell me the truth. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh, it's so good. It's good. I don't think we knew that. I will right. say. Uh-huh. Oh, right. So she sends Chesa out and is like, you know, this is private. This is as private as it's going to get. Like, I, she's trapped with the three oaths. Like, you have to tell me. Yeah. Um and so Shuraim is like explaining, you know, we learned the Red Aja responsible for setting up Logan as a false dragon. Side note, still not true. Still, that's still a lie. Still not true. Still not true. Um, and and Aleda was sending out demands for all the sisters to return to the tower. So they sent 10 to 
the tower. And this conversation really confused me on two counts. Firstly, that like Egwene's basically tells Shireen, the reason you kept this from the hall is because you're afraid of the, afraid of the black Aja. And I was like, how did we get there? Like that, I, that yeah, leap that of logic real... does not make a whole lot of sense to me. So, okay. She says like, they're there to basically like tell all of the sisters what the red Aja did. Right. Right. That's sort of what it is. Um, and Egwene has this moment of like, it might, it's not bad, but it, and it might work at some point, but it might take years because the longer they could go without truly doing anything, the better. It's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, why keep it from the hall? Surely you don't think any of them would betray your plan to Aleda. Mother, a sister who decided that what we do is a mistake would hardly let herself be chosen as a sitter. So no one in the hall would feel that way. Those suspicions are the worst problem we face for the time being. No one really trusts anyone if we could only see how to. And then Suen says the right. Black Aja. Right. So it's that she thinks, I think it's, I think what Suen is picking up on is that it's not about Aleda. It's about trust. Right. Period. Right. And the only people they couldn't trust are people who could lie to them, which would be Black Asha. I see. I gotcha. That, I mean, that's very long way around, but that's right. Right. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Right. So then they're like, they definitely can't. Well, now the hall can't find out, as Suen points out, because if you tell them that you lied to them about it, they're definitely never going to trust. Nope. Each other. (laughs) And then this is the part that I found kind of unbelievable. Egwene's like, wait a minute. If we sent spies, ferrets, as she thinks about them, which maybe could Alayda, like she doesn't finish the thought, but it's clear that the thought is like, could Alayda have sent spies here? Like, I'm sorry, that cannot be the first time you've thought of it, can it? Like, there's no way that she's only just thought of that possibility, but that's how it's presented here. Which seems ridiculous. Did you read it that? I don't know if I read it that way. Well, what else is the could? I don't know. At the end of the sentence. Could it could be it could be anything that gets cut off, right? <laughs> no, like it if we're going with logical progression. Not necessarily. If Shariam and her friends had sent ferrets into the White Tower, could dot, dot, ferrets, dot. maybe sent into the walls after rats. If Shariam had sent ferrets into the White Tower, could like she it do just something feels... with them. No, I don't I think, think so. so. I don't think so. I think this is meant to be like, <gasps> could there be a Leda spies in this camp? Which I think is a ridiculous, like, obviously I she would have thought that before, I but otherwise it, it doesn't make any sense. I don't think it doesn't make sense. I think is it's this like those... another secret plan moment? Yes. yes. I hate it. I That's... hate it. Creepy. <laughs> I don't, ex- I hate that. <laughs> I just have to decide if I hate it more than Egwene only just realizing there could be spies. I don't know which is worse. I thought it was a secret plan moment uh, because her thought is interrupted by a sharp stab of pain through the pocket of sensations because she feels that a man who could channel was touching the necklace around Mogedian's neck and then it gets taken off, Mm -hmm. which is when I texted Jen to be like, I don't understand what's happening. So she's just like, oh shit, I have to go. I need to be alone. Suin, I love this line. Suin, find out everything Shuraham knows about the the ferrets. I mean, the sisters. The sisters. (laughs) The sisters, not the ferrets. Um, And then we have this like sort of like scary moment where she's like just trying to 
hustle without hustling yeah. to Moget- the tent where Mogedian was. And she's gone, obviously. But also the necklace is gone. Yeah. Um, but she does have the thought is like Mogedian could have killed her without mm-hmm. Egwene ever knowing. Um, because she could have. Yeah. Remind me what happened when Mogedian was taken. That's in book six, right? At the end of the last book, I think it was part of like the epilogue. Right? Was it in the epilogue? Halima comes in. Right. Takes off the necklace. Right. And tells Mogedian that she's been summoned, I think, to the. That's why she doesn't. Or whatever. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, that's, that's why right. She doesn't wait. Right, there, right, right. Because Jordan can't have her just sitting around wreaking havoc with the eyes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she has to be sent off immediately upon being freed. So yeah, she's been right. summoned to the pit or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's what's happening. So she like is panicking a little bit, and then Chessa shows up and is like <laughs> scares the crap out of Egwene. <laughs> she didn't know she was being followed. Yeah. And Egwene's like, oh, so Merrigan ran away. And Chessa's like, oh, wicked girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But Egwene's trying to be like, did Loghain do it? But right. that doesn't make any sense. So then right. she's trying to think of the Forsaken. like Or like the Ashaman. The Ashaman. She's going all over the place. But, but yeah. Like, Robin is dead. Like Ishmael is dead. Agnor and Balthamel are dead. Bilal is dead. <laughs> and we finally get a mention of Asmodian. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> all that's left is Asmodian, Damandred. Oh my God so hard to remember the names and yeah. Samael but Samael's right. in Ilian so it's really just Asmodian and Demandred right yeah except, we know that I was gonna say we know back. it's neither of them we know it's right. neither of them so right yep 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 so, so she is like, like having a panic attack about the Forsaken yep. and which is legit right. that's legit so she's like Chessa you need to find Suin and Leanne and bring them here immediately nobody can know Mm-hmm. And this is sort of where we get the real paralleling with Rand, where yeah. it's like this ends with her being like, she still felt as if she was stumbling in the dark because there's mm-hmm. so much going on and she can't get a handle on any of it because there's yeah. too much, essentially. And yeah. especially with now the Forsaken is gone and right. absolutely going to want revenge for the way she was treated. hundred percent. hundred percent. All right. Chapter nine. So Suin uh, comes in and is like, ah, we had Shariah. I'm like, how could you leave at that moment? Leanne comes in and is like, this is a bad idea. We're not, we're supposed to hate each other. Like you can't have us both in the same tent. And Egwene is like, ah, yep. Don't care. Don't care. Mogadian's gone. A man who can channel took the necklace off her. The necklace is gone. Mm-hmm. And she says there might be some way to find it using the bracelet. But if there is, I don't know it. And they both like. Yeah. I do. I do want to rewind for one second. Sure. Because I highlighted this bit uh-huh. where she's like thinking about schemes and deceptions. Yeah. And like how Suin and Leanne can lie and like all of this stuff. And then she's thinking the horrible thing is she found herself beginning to enjoy all the machinations. I know, right? Not for their own sake, but as puzzles. And I was like, oh, Egwene, like this. I love so... it. It's like as Rand is just like despairing and like, you know, for I obvious mean, reasons. Yes. But Egwene is like coming into her own in a much I love it. Different way. In a way that totally makes sense for her character also. Mm-hmm. So, right. So then, yes. Yeah, so then Lu- Leanne and Sue are responding to this news as is only appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get a, like a whole new description of them. Like we don't already know what they look like. like. I don't know why. It's why? two paragraphs. 
It's so like, long. Okay. I don't care. <sighs> yeah. Like we know Leanne chose the green. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We know Sue and went back to blue. Like <laughs> what? Yeah. It was weird. Um, and I loved Sue's like, we should have had her watch. And I'm going like, by who? <laughs> who were you going to have her watch? Who, who? Who would be there? And what would we have told them about right? why she had to watch? Like, it's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. So they just sort of have this like back and forth of like, okay, what are we supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Like, and Sue gets sort of like, angry and Egwene's like hey (laughs) you can't talk to me like that you can't talk to me like that because so much of this Egwene section is her like reasserting her Mm -hmm. right to exist as the Amaralyn despite Mm -hmm. her age Mm -hmm. and Suen is the one who is the closest to her who could yeah who has to see her as a student as well right 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 and so Suen like immediately apologizes Mm mm-hmm yeah Leanne. oh Leanne tries to be like oh she's had a really hard day yeah Darth <laughs> Brian was like being annoying and Grant's like I don't care I don't care this is we like respect is what I need and I need and- you to find out like what the hell has gone on with Mogedian mm-hmm. um and so Suen apologizes for real for real yeah because she's like and and she's like yeah no no excuses I just I'm sorry right yeah um, and then they hatch like a better plan. It's like one of them will go ask Phelan or Theodrin to ask the questions because it'll be w- less weird than one of them ans- asking the questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then she's thinking like, well, I guess I can reveal the rest of the things that Mogedian taught me because now I don't have to worry about them using those tricks on like to figure out that she's one of the Forsaken. Mm-hmm. Um and then Suen and Egwene have this great conversation. I know, right? So like Leanne leaves mm-hmm. uh, and Suen stays for a second and then they don't speak for a minute and then she starts to leave and Egwene is like, she starts, she says her name, but Suen picks it up when Egwene doesn't know how to continue, right? She's mm-hmm. like, you were right about how you handled this. Yeah. This is, this is the way it should have gone. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good until they start talking about Gary. Yes. And then it's so annoying. No, moving on, moving on, moving on because mm-hmm. we don't care about Gareth Bryan we and do the not. weird stuff he has at Suen. No, we do not care. Uh, let's see. So, right. So Suen leaves and Egwene is like, okay, I have to take a walk, which is which like fair, relatable, relatable. Uh, so she's hurrying out before this new maid can arrive. Mm-hmm. Salame. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think because I keep thinking of Salome. I was thinking, but I always thought it was Salome, so I was thinking of it as Salome. But oh, when you say okay. it's salame, I can't think of just salami, is what I'm thinking of. I, oh, like the lunch of, meat. <laughs> I was thinking of the play Salome. Like no, I know. <laughs> I just, the pronunciation I've heard is different. And so, anyway, it doesn't Salome. matter. But that sounds like sellotape. <laughs> doing very well today doing great uh Uh, so she's thinking about all she's doing a very rand thing she's thinking about the wise one she's thinking Mm -hmm. about lalane and ramonda she's thinking about you know mogenian she's thinking about this and that and the other thing and she's thinking about how people are responding to her as she walks i know it's so good when she says discretion had become a part of her the game she played allowed few slips and being careless where you knew it did not matter could lead to being careless where it did oh 
I'm like, yeah. I love you. It's so yeah. good. It's so um, good. And, and then, like, sorry, go ahead. Well, we like find out like they're making gateways and like doing exploratory, like skimming parties. Um, <laughs> sorry, parties. <laughs> <laughs> it's a party. <laughs> Because she goes by this area that they've roped off specifically right. for gateways and happens to cat like she like kind of ducks behind a tree sort of but like mm-hmm. she catches somebody coming in and we get a beat of like the warder saw her and mm-hmm. made bows or like some servants offered bows or curtsies but none of the eyes mm-hmm. to die so much as looked at her yeah and you're like oh i can't wait till Egwene gets hers yeah totally uh, she's worrying about the fact that she hasn't heard anything from Camelin for mm-hmm. too long. The last message that she got, we know, is like well out of date because it comes from Marana. It's like, oh, yeah, we've met with. R- I mean, it's all in code, but the gist of it is we've met with Rand like everything's fine. Like, it's going to go great. <laughs> well, it's so funny because then we get to the this like sort of like memory of the beat between Sharon and, and Egwene over this where Egwene's like, this is not good. Yeah. This is not good. And she was like, no, it's fine. They can <laughs> handle him. And she's like, they cannot handle him. Mm-hmm. I know him. Right. Like, there's this line at some point where it's like, she knew, she's like, I know him inside and out. Yes. And wrong. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, she knows him. Why are you not listening to her? Yeah. Yeah. It's so stupid. And there's this weird note. She's trying to figure out what has, there's this note about, Alana forming an attachment and she's like oh I don't know what that is and it can't be good it can't be good (laughs) can't be good and then we've had no more words so like it's definitely something is wrong like she Mm -hmm. knows that something is wrong and she they've also heard that the wise ones in the dream walking have said that Quirin and the embassy have left the city on their way back to Tarvalon. So, like, yeah, this is now well. We know where this is, is well rewound. Yeah, so it's uh, this is like during Rand's captivity, basically. So we're like, I don't know, a weekish. Yeah, yeah. Where we yeah. just were, which is annoying. It is annoying. Uh, it is annoying. So then, Egwene finally she thinks like I have to go to him. Mm-hmm. That's all there. Which I'm like, yes, yeah, you do. Please, please, please to put us all out no. of our misery. Like for the love of God, but unfortunately, yeah, Leanne shows up and is like, mm, "You can't though. Can't do that. Can't do that." And then we get this whole thing about like, well, we get some information about you know Phelan and Theodrin are asking about Merrigan, quote unquote, like whatever. Um, but like then we're they're talking about Rand and like Leanne is like, "You have to trust Marana," and Egwene's like, "I definitely can't do that. It's Rand." Like. You know, and they talk about this Alviarin situation, which is still just so random. It's so random, but like yeah. she sees, like we get a little bit of a, a reminder of the fact that Egwene was there when Rand got yes. the letters. Right. Um, and she, I love this bit of like, he thinks he's clever, Leanne, and maybe he is, but he doesn't believe he needs anyone. Right. But and it's not this is where there's like that slight divide because yes. it's not that he doesn't think he needs anyone, it's that he doesn't want anyone else to get hurt. And he doesn't know who he can trust. And he doesn't know who to trust. Yep. But he wants to. Yes, he does. He wants help. He just can't get it. Um yeah. And then basically they're like, Well, you know, you and Elaine are too valuable to be allowed anywhere near the Dragon Reborn. Like we cannot risk the Amarlin's fleet or the daughter heir of Andor 
So that's why you cannot. Yeah, because there's also some like law. There's some tower law that prohibits it, which this is Jordan being like having his cake and eating it. Yeah. Yeah. Egwene understands that a lot of things could be fixed if she could just go see the dragon Mm -hmm. report, but she can't. Because the Amarylins aren't allowed to put themselves in danger. (laughs) It's so stupid. It is. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Um, It's so good. Because, and then Leanne is like, you can't go in secret. Right. And we'll find out. (laughs) And everyone's like, am I so transparent? Like, oh. This is a good Leanne moment. It's cute. It's cute. It's a good Leanne. It's like, no, I just thought of what I would do. And then Leanne's like, okay, by the way, I got a hot date. Gotta go. (laughs) I know. (laughs) That was pretty funny. Yeah. And oh, this, I know, I know the gall, the nerve, the, gall, the like sheer. All I wanted, all <laughs> I wanted, was for Egwene to like call down lightning. <laughs> so she's going back to her tents, and there's fucking Nicola <laughs> and whatever the fuck that other stupid person Arena. Arena. Which it doesn't make any sense what the deal what they're like what is the deal with these two? Nicola, what is the deal? Nicola, Nicola makes more fine. sense than Arena. Arena makes no sense. Zero sense. Zero so, sense. So um Nicola is like waiting for Egwene and it's like mother I need to speak with you. Yeah. And we get this thing of like Nicola's really strong and like could be as strong as like mm-hmm. and wants to learn and she has this potential only to be bettered by a naive Elaine and Egwene. So she's right. extremely strong. She's the one who has the gift of foretelling. She can also ID Taverin by sight. Mm-hmm. Like um, it's all these things that are like right. wrapped up in one person and she wants to learn faster because mm-hmm. the sisters have actually slowed down because she's learning too quickly. Right. Right. Um, and then Arena, Egwene is like, I actually don't even understand what she's doing here. Like she's not, she's just a, she was a hunter for the horn who got obsessed with Brigitte. Brigitte is gone. So like, why is Arena still around? Like right? good question. Good question. Why? I did like this moment of just a reminder to us. Cause I was like, isn't the horn in the white tower? Right. And I was like, it is in the white it tower. It is in the white tower. <laughs> Thank you for reminding us. <laughs> Um, but basically, then they'd say, like, we yeah. know Nynaeve and Elaine were pretending to be Aes Sedai. And, and probably you too. you too. And wouldn't it be terrible <laughs> if that were to get out? And Egwene, like, was, like, it's white amazing. fury. After Mogedian, after all this bullshit, after not being able to go see Rand, she's like, no, this novice? Yeah. And this no one person? Right. <laughs> they dare to speak oh, to me this way dare. how dare how very dare yeah she gives them the smackdown of the ages it's she's awesome. like do you have any idea how serious it is to bring frivolous charges against a sister like you'll be lucky if you're scraping out pots for years like she just gives them the business and they keep like like at first nicola tries to like first she like pushes back a little and nicola's like oh i don't think you understand like she like tries to it's it's like it's like colaver like the opportunity but not well and not in a smart way right (laughs) like not a good idea Mm -hmm. but Egwene also knows that she can't let a single sentence of this even the rumor of it could harm her yes 
So she so basically, she, yeah, she like, can't punish them for it. Right. She can't exactly. actually, she can't, she can't officially, send them to Tiana. no, she can't punish them for it. She's like, I will forget this as long as I never hear another whisper. But if I hear a whisper, like, and now get out of my sight before I change my mind, which is very effective. Um, but yeah, well, we can only hope. And she's like, she handles it so well because she knows exactly how dangerous it is, but she can't let them think that she nope. feels any danger from them. Oh, it's so Woo! good. Yeah. And that's how it ends. <laughs> that's how that section started ends. with a whimper, ended with a bang. That's a good way to put it. Good Ugh. way to put it. God. So here's to hopefully no more parent chapters. Oh, they're going to be more. Nice. I just can feel it in my bones. <laughs> Remember that book where he wasn't in it? <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> More Matt, more Rand. More I know, Wayne. I know, I know. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, oh, wait. And I forgot, like, Lan is back, too. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that as I well. I forgot Lan is back. That was the epilogue, right? Or is that yeah. the prologue? I can never uh, remember. It's I either think... in the epilogue of the last book or the prologue of this book. One I way or the other. I think it was in the epilogue of the last book because the yeah. prologue of this book was like all the. Oh, you're right. It's the villains. It's the villains. You're right. You're right. So it was epilogue of the last book. But yeah, I think it was the epilogue of the last book. I but we don't get land POVs. That's I know we don't get land POVs, but I want the information to yeah, matter. Yeah, fair enough. Like at some point, we have to see Nynaeve finding There's a out. lot of loose threads. There's a lot so many of threads. Loose I should have been making, I should have a notebook of like, when a piece of significant information is revealed and when oh, we find out know, which is the significant well, stuff land, though. there's too much information coming, yeah know, fair enough like when land coming back <laughs> is significant right <laughs> oh god then we found out this was a fake plan yeah <laughs> then i could be like oh we found out in chapter 17 of like two books ago <laughs> whatever <laughs> We love these books. <laughs> we love to hate them sometimes. <laughs> oh, but I am looking forward to more Rand. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love how we kept being like, we're waiting for when we're going to start yeah. hating him. I don't think I'm going to start no, hating him. I agree. I think I, don't I have think too so. much empathy for him now. Mm-hmm. I think it, I think it hits different as an adult. I but really I, do. I agree. Okay. Um. All right. Well, I think that's it for this chapter, <laughs> these chapters. So Keep an eye out for episodes every other Wednesday. Follow along at hashtag Tarvalon or bust. Next episode, we will be discussing <laughs> chapters 10 through 12. <laughs> Which is the same amount of pages as chapters three through nine. Yeah. Side note. <laughs> because Robert Jordan does not care about things like chapter consistency. Not at all. <laughs> Obviously. So hopefully there are multiple POV. <laughs> Brian Dunn, our fellow Wheel of Time fan and our musician who created the amazing intro and outro tracks for this podcast. You can find more of his work at BrianDunnMusic.net. That's Brian with a Y and Dunn with two N's. Uh, if you are enjoying the show, please do leave a review and or rating on the podcast platform of your choice. It helps other people find the show and we really appreciate it. Super duper. We really do. I realize I haven't looked in a second, but go ahead. What's the next part of this? <laughs> 
you can find us on social media. I have like retracted from everywhere except for Tumblr at the moment. I don't know where I'll end up after my break is done, but you can find me on Tumblr as Jen IRL, J-E-N-N-I-R-L. And I'm still on the SFF Yeah podcast over on Book Riot. Um, and I am still everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> is Hive even back up yet? Hive is back. Hive is back. Okay. Uh, so everywhere at run with skizzers s-k-i-z-z-e-r-s if for the most part if it exists then I'm on it (laughs) (laughs) gotta promote my books branding make some shit posts (laughs) branding (laughs) oh and basic geek girls I'm on the podcast basic geek girls where we talk about all pop culture not just the wheel of time and I think that's it uh, yeah. And you can also find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash or bust. Our only level is a dollar. It gets <laughs> you into our discord and it helps us pay our server fees, which we super appreciate. So mm-hmm. speaking of big thank you to our patrons. The Bitter Fig, Nate M, Joanna S. Druidus Cleodna. Ross J, Kathy, Stevani, Joseph E, Johanna R, Christina M, Lizzie R, Kate G, Erica, Kat, Ariel, Holly B, Elizabeth M, Ryan M, Zach H, Eleanor, Justin H, Fred, Robin, Lisa D, Ian Z, Jordan Z, Greg G, Saga N, Josh S, Robert J, Ben P, G Todd, R D, P Footy, Ross P, Tobin T, Megan, David N, Ariel B, Amy A, Michael, Linnea M, Lindsay W, Julie, Daniel G, Dan B, John A, Clara H, Carly, Brendan O, Mary, Akil A, Caroline P, Joe E, James K, Mathis, Joseph S, Ryan M, Sarah R, Helen D, Joshua M, Michael D, M. Lethem, Janae H, Jennifer P, Christina G, Chaitali S, Charlie E, Arcade, Stephen S, James, Ruth A, Jetlag Jessica, Mandarb the girl, not the horse, David U, Amy R, Meridim, Mimi K, Amanda, Mark D, Heather J, Christina M, Malia H, Keith, Sirius G, Olivia K, Joshua S, Nicholas E, Michelle S, Michelle D, Destination Toast, MJ, Kat S, Jericho W, Saber Bouquet, Thomas K, Elizabeth F, Emily, Evans K, Ola J, Yulia S, Brian D. This episode is not the ending. There are neither beginnings nor endings to the Wheel of Time, but it is an ending. Bye!